0: Hello, Internet friend, I'm David Revelle, and this is Value Sign for Tuesday, March 7. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valuesign.com. Well, today, Ukraine and the NATO question. Okay. for Joe Biden... History began the moment he placed his hand on the Bible and swore to become the 46th President of the United States. All that happened before became irrelevant for Biden. It's a strategy that's been used by demigods and dictators throughout the ages. This jaundiced view makes everything your opponent does seem stilted. After all, if there is no context for their action, then those actions appear to be impulsive and unreasonable. Why did Russia invade Ukraine? There seems to be no answer if there is no context. Eliminate the 30 year handshake agreement from the U.S. not to expand NATO and the Russian special military operation of 2022 makes no sense at all. Without that agreement, it appears that Russia is behaving irrationally, just invading Ukraine for no reason. And of course, this has been the narrative promoted by the Biden administration since day one of the conflict Putin is a crazy man and Russia is an aggressive empire whose goal is to conquer all of Europe. That's how this president, his administration, and the majority of American media has portrayed the conflict since its beginning. But what if there is much more to this story than we're being told? What if there's an historic context that makes Russia's moves at least understandable? If that context does exist, we owe it to ourselves to at least explore some of the history. The stakes here are very high. We continue to edge closer and closer to a direct conflict between the two major nuclear powers on the planet. Because of the conflict in Ukraine and the possible involvement of the U.S., the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists has moved their doomsday clock to just 90 seconds to midnight, the closest it has ever been in its 75-year history to utter disaster. Now, the year was 1990, and the Soviet Union was in full collapse. Talks between the U.S. and USSR were ongoing. The principal issue was how would the Eastern Bloc countries, particularly Germany, align in the new post-Soviet world? Would Germany join NATO, the Warsaw Bloc, or remain independent? The United States was anxious that a reunified Germany would become a NATO member, and were therefore willing to make concessions. Negotiating for the Americans was Secretary of State James A. Baker III. Now the Los Angeles Times picks up the story. Quote, in early February 1990, U.S. leaders made the Soviets an offer, according to transcripts of the meeting in Moscow on February 9th of that year. Then Secretary of State James Baker suggested that in exchange for cooperation on Germany. U.S. could make the ironclad guarantee, quote-unquote, ironclad guarantee that NATO would not expand one inch eastward. Less than a week later, Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev agreed to begin reunification talks. No formal deal was struck, but from all the evidence, the quid pro quo was clear. Gorbachev acceded to Germany's western alignment, and the U.S. would limit NATO's extension. Quote unquote, Los Angeles Times of May 30, 2016. But things have changed under President Biden. For 30 years, it had been settled that the borders of NATO would stop well before Ukraine. As President Vladimir Putin points out, should Ukraine join NATO and NATO place nuclear missiles in Ukraine, Russia would have no defense. The missiles could be launched without warning and without time to intercept. This was the same reasoning that President Kennedy used back in the 1960s to have Russia remove nuclear missiles from Cuba. But all that seemed to have changed when Joe Biden became president. Suddenly, all of the background was gone. It was a new world without history. So Secretary Baker promised that NATO would not move one inch east, and that was all forgotten or ignored. On December 2, 2021, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, the OSCE, was meeting in Stockholm, Sweden. Russia forces were beginning to form on the Ukraine border, but it was not at all clear whether Russia would actually invade. At the meeting that day, representing the U.S. was then current Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, along with Ukraine Foreign Minister Klobha, and Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. Blinken met first with the Ukrainian Kluba. By all accounts, the meeting went well, with Blinken announcing complete support for Ukraine. In Blinken's words, the U.S. and NATO pledged their unwavering support for the sovereignty of Ukraine. This pronouncement was taken by Reuters and the Western press to indicate that the U.S. now stood behind Ukraine, joining NATO. Had the United States just gone against its own agreement of 30 years before? Well, it certainly looks that way. The door was now wide open for NATO not only to go more than one inch east, but all the way to the Russian border. And in case there was any doubt, just five months later on April 26, 2022, in a Senate hearing, Senator Rand Paul would make sure that Blinken was indeed endorsing Ukraine membership in NATO. And the answer? A resounding yes. Just like that, thirty year understanding between Russia, NATO, and the United States was summarily deposed. For more than a generation Russia had relied upon their handshake agreement with the American Secretary of State to ensure Russia's sovereignty, but now there was a new president in town with a new Secretary of State, neither of which would acknowledge that the United States had actually given its word. In the new world of Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken, the past has become irrelevant. Today is a brand new world. It is a world without context, a place where the United States never looks back and is never wrong. And that's the Value Side for Tuesday, March 7. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Revell. Value ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own.